welcome back to the Nerdy Merc, where you will find all things comic books, culture, current events, and the like. This is Jeff, also known as the Other Merc with the Mouth. Make sure you like the podcast, subscribe, and leave a five-star review. Did you know Donald Trump is the first president since Jimmy Carter that did not enter the U.S. into a new armed conflict? I did. But not not everyone does. Remember when, I think it was less than, it was earlier this year, actually. Holy crap. The that's right that the bombing of Kos, of Kasimani Soleimani Soleimani something like that whatever he's dead now uh, the bombing of him uh, outside the Baghdad airport which is let me remind, I know exactly where he got bombed I used to run those roads not too long ago when I saw the picture I'm like yep I know exactly where that is I used to live I I lived and worked at the Baghdad airport for. Mm, the better part of five years from 2000, late 2014 to late to early 2019. Okay. So a little over four years, really. I'm doing, am I doing that math right? 2014. Yeah. Yeah. So a little over four years. I, I live there. Okay. I had a permanent, permanent address there. And anyway, um, but yeah, oh crap, that was early, just earlier this year. So do, do, do you recall President Trump being called a warmonger back then? Because I certainly recall that. Uh, I, I remember, I don't remember exactly who. Oh, wait, yes, I do. It was Rep- It was Senator Schumer. Senator Schumer from New York. And he wasn't the only one, but he was one of many that were, that were claiming that uh, President Trump was going to bumble, uh, bumble his way into a war. He's the first president since Jimmy Carter that did not enter into a new conflict and uh, in, enter in, uh, enter into a new conflict according to Newsweek. The article that I mean, I mean in fact, he's done he did he is the only president that I've ever seen fulfill so many campaign promises. He campaigned on bringing soldiers home. He didn't bring all of them home, but he brought a lot of them home. He drew back, he withdrew our military from all over the world, probably seriously pissing off the military-industrial complex in the process. But he withdrew troops from Syria. He withdrew troops from uh, Baghdad. He withdrew troops from Afghanistan. And, but yeah, but yeah he's the warmonger. That's funny. You know what? You know what? Newsweek, or, or, or excuse me, a Newsmax. Wait, what was it? Newsmax or Newsweek? Excuse me. You know what? News, uh, Newsweek. More honest reporting like that would have been helpful two months ago. You know, it's like the New York Times. Uh, in an article posted on, oh, where's the date? November eighteenth. Headline: When Trump was right and many Democrats wrong. Right there, are the first line. Or the first line of the article. Some things are true, even though President Trump says them. Now, this is an article where uh, showing, uh, talking about uh, how Trump insisted that schools remain open for in-person learning for K through 12 students. Straight begins with that quote: "Some things are true, even though President Trump says them." Now, these are the same people, mind you, that are going to, six months from now, a year, two years, whatever, they're going to be making the claims that, oh, it turns out there were some irregularities on the 2020 presidential election. 
oh, we should take care of that before the next federal election. Or it seems as if there is something to the Hunter Biden scandal and that his father, President Joe Biden, was involved. They'll be saying that probably around summertime. No, you giant-sized douchebags. You do not get to, now, act like you're engaging in actual journalism. You, New York Times, along with CNN, MSNBC, Fox, HuffPo, WAPO, and the list goes on. You have more than proven that you have no intentions or desires to engage in any sort of actual journalism, but rather are only interested in perpetuating a narrative. Sure, you may have individuals here and there that are trying to do the good work. You know, I've actually seen, even in the last year or two, I have seen the occasional article come from New York Times that was pretty good and pretty fair and unbiased. I've seen stuff like that come from CNN writers. I've seen stuff like that come from Washington Post writers. It does happen. Those people are out there. Tucker Carlson, like I said, he actually does the work. And, and he's pretty much the only talking head that I enjoy watching. I haven't watched him much lately. But, you know, that is what it is. Most of them are just interested in perpetuating a narrative. And yeah, I'm including Fox now. Mainly, uh, and there are, there are a couple other examples that have crept up since, but it started when they called Arizona for Joe Biden about an hour before the in-person voting polls had even closed in Arizona. And most, if not all, of the in-person ballots hadn't even been counted. Even the notably left-leaning media outlets pulled that back for several days, Fox just left it hanging out there. You know what? Okay, that's a big strike against you, Fox. I mean, that's crazy. I mean, how many times have you personally seen, you personally, listening to the sound of my voice right now, seen one or all of those major major or minor, doesn't matter, media outlets, how, how many times have you seen them throw some wild crap out there with no verification other than, and I'm quoting, anonymous sources that later are either proven false or, at the very least, end up not passing the sniff test at all. You see it happen frequently. But they will harp on it like it's the biggest damn thing ever. Think about, for example, the the story about the uh, the president getting peed on by Russian hookers. Absolutely no validity to that whatsoever. Think about the story about about that they ran with uh, about him calling a, a, a World War II veterans uh, losers and suckers, I think it was. I remember losers was in there. When there were... But they ran with that like it was the 100% rock-solid truth. Their anonymous sources were airtight and rock-solid. And when it started coming around that... All of the people that were with the president for the weekend or most of the weekend are like, uh, he never said that. I'm talking about a weekend, I believe, if I remember correctly, was spent in Normandy in France on D-Day earlier this year. And all the people that were there, or maybe it was last year. I mean, I've, I'm so, my years are blending together. But anyway, back to the point, though. All of the people that were there that were around the president all the time were like, uh, yeah, he never said that. I don't know what you're talking about. But they ran with it like it was the absolute 100% honest to God's truth. And yet, 
I never once saw a retraction on that. Never saw any retractions about the 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 Russia, Russia, Russia stuff that was proven to be bullcrap. Never once saw any retractions on those. Yet, they bristle at being called fake news. And they do not seem to understand that there's a very definite reason why these media outlets are no longer trusted. And I personally believe talk radio is the future of news. Now, I I don't know why that is either. Maybe it's that uh, the talk radio is more desperate to tell the truth because words are all they have. They don't have, they can't show you the fancy visuals. They can't show you the death count, the, the, the coronavirus death count on CNN, which by the way, I got to say, I thought for sure coronavirus was going to end uh, with the election. I got that wrong. I think a lot of us got that wrong. Coronavirus and the way the media and the political left have manipulated that. I think I personally thought that they were doing it because it makes Trump look bad and decreases his chance of re-election. No, 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 way off, way off. I am now 100% convinced that that entire push, that push to scare the public, to make our society live in constant fear, was so that they could manipulate the election system to the point where fraud was extremely easy to commit and very difficult to catch, especially when they loosened the requirements, say, like in Pennsylvania, of matching signatures on the outer sleeve and the inner ballot. You know, I mean, they run into problems. You know, what if what if they what if they invalidate like you say a hundred thousand ballots in Pennsylvania because because they they can't uh, they can't uh, match signatures? Okay, you still don't know how those people voted. So what are you going to do? You're going to take away? I mean, it's like they they set up the system so well that fraud was easy to happen but insanely difficult to prove and if you can't prove it a court is not going to throw it out i mean it's almost like the the instant replay or the challenge i should say or the booth review whatever in the nfl there has to be clear and incontrovertible evidence that the play or the call on the field needs to get overturned before it will get overturned well it's the same thing in the election there has to be clear and incontrovertible evidence. You know, like I said, these media outlets are going to come back and say, you know, a couple of years from now, oh man, turns out there was some irregularities. You know what? I'm, I'm marking, I'm marking, I'm, I'm laying down my flag right here. I'm planting it. Within definitely by the end, by the election of 2024, these media outlets are going to come back and be like, there was irregularities with the 2020 presidential election that we should look into for the next one. But, oh, well, you know, President Biden is here right now, and he's not calling us fake news. So we're not going to look too heavily into it, because they're not interested in journalism so much as they are interested in a narrative, as I say all the time. I'm just a commentator. Okay, I'm not media. 
if I was, you wouldn't hear. You wouldn't need me to make this promise. But since I'm not, I'm going to make a promise to you right here, right now. I'm laying my I'm laying my mark down. I'm calling my shot. Two things. I'm never going to lie to you, and I'll always admit when I make mistakes, which I will simply because I'm human. I'm not going to get everything right. I'm going to get a few things wrong here and there. And when I realize it, I'm like, oh, crap, I got that wrong. And and I'm not including my just accidental mistakes. Like, I think last week when I was talking about the the woman who who was was having an extramarital affair with a 17-year-old boy, and I was talking about the injustice of it all, like, <laughs> mockingly and kind of in light-jokingly light joking way. It's like, where were all these hot soccer moms when I was a kid coming up? You know, again, I fully admit double standard on my part. And I apologize for that. But all humans are prone to hypocrisy on some levels and I can't fight it. But anyway, but I was, I was like, where was all these hot soccer moms when I was a teenager growing up? That would have been pretty sweet. You know, again, double standard. I know, but I, but I accidentally misspoke and I said something about like, and it's always like, you know, um, you know, dudes banging young boys, you know, and I meant to say, you know, chicks banging young boys. So yeah, I'm not talking about stuff like that. I'm, I'm, I'm going to mess stuff like stuff like that up all the time. I'm talking about, you know, if, if I actually get something wrong or my interpretation of something is clearly wrong. Uh, I have no problem admitting. I have no problem coming clean. Like, yeah, I screwed up. But I just wish the media could make that same promise, that they're not going to lie, and they'll admit when they make mistakes. This this nation was so much better when the media actually did that. But, yeah, they won't tell you. Or, no, they'll tell you now that President Trump is the first president that didn't enter a new armed conflict, but they won't. they didn't report on that six months ago two months ago, one month ago. They didn't report on that because that made Trump look good. Speaking of President Trump, guess who he pardoned? Former National Security Advisor uh, Michael Flynn. Now, Michael Flynn, if you recall, I've talked about him a little bit, and I'll try to try to do a brief uh, recap right here. Michael Flynn was the incoming National Security Advisor for President Trump. Now, Michael Flynn like all incoming national security advisors and all uh, um, incoming secretaries of state. And I would imagine many, many other people in, in white house administrations, they start talking to foreign people in foreign governments, foreign leaders, um, prime ministers, deputy prime ministers, presidents, what have you, they start talking to them because it's their job. It's their job to start building those relationships. Michael Flynn was no was no exception. And in the Oval Office, I believe it's January 4th, 2017. We're talking 15, 16 days before, a little over two weeks before President Trump is getting inaugurated. Inside the Oval Office, you got President Obama. You have Vice, then, then President Obama, then Vice President Joe Biden, um, the Secretary of State Susan Rice, and the Director of the FBI James Comey. James Comey, uh, the FBI, 
decided to interview Michael Flynn. They already had transcripts of, of the phone calls. And they were asking him about um, about the, the phone calls with the, I believe it was the Russian, some, some was, uh, the Russian ambassador, the Ukrainian ambassador, something like that. They're asking about those phone calls. They already knew about it. And they tripped him up on small details because he got some small details right. He didn't play the whole, um, to the best of my recollection thing, and so they went after him on that one. And in that office, in the Oval Office, uh, it was Joe Biden himself that suggested using the Logan Act. The Logan Act had never been used anywhere on any U.S. citizen, even though there's a few times where it might have actually applied. It's never been used. Jo- Joe Biden is violating the Logan Act himself, technically, by doing the, like his administration is doing the exact same thing that the Trump administration did four years ago at this point. The FBI is highly, it's highly doubtful they're going to go after his administration, but they went after Michael Flynn and they found, and they, they found some inconsistencies over, over minute, minute details. And so they're like, okay, boom, got you perjury. We're going to start prosecuting you. You just lied to us. I don't recall it being illegal to lie to the FBI. So Michael Flynn had to fall on the sword. He was actually looking at a long trial and come to find out all of this stuff was bogus and bunk and trumped up. And we found out Michael Flynn said, okay, look, I'll plead guilty. I'll whatever. I'm at the end of my career. I just want to retire. But, and you know, in exchange for no jail time, no nothing. But then the judge, I believe, or maybe it was the DOJ, they went ahead and uh, said, no, we're not accepting your, your plea of guilty. We're looking for jail time. He's like, whoa, 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 whoa. That wasn't part of the agreement. So he withdrew. He was like, no, I'm challenging this. I'm challenging this. And if he hadn't done that, who knows how much of this would have come out to light. They actually threatened his kids, which is why he decided to take the deal. But when they reneged on the deal, he's like, no, I'm out. And since then, the DOJ even dropped the case, but the judge himself if I remember correctly, an Obama appointee said, no, 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 no. I'm keeping this case going. And he kept trying to push for it. And it's absolutely ridiculous. Trump was right to pardon him. Where is Roger Stone's pardon? You are listening to the Nerdy Merc. Well, that's the end of this segment. If you have any questions, bitches, gripes, comments, complaints, moans, or suggestions, give me a call, 317-978-NERD. That's 317-978-6373. Or you can go find me at www.nerdymerc.com. Email me, jeff at nerdymerc.com. Or go find me on all the social medias. I'm on Facebook and YouTube. Just search for The Nerdy Merc. On Instagram, nerdymerc79. And parlor at nerdymerc. Make sure you stick around for the next segment. And thank you for listening.